open dialogue when it comes to restaurants in Vancouver. I love them. I am a former restaurant owner, a restaurant tour, if you will. A brief 16-month stint, got in, got out. It's almost like uh, when your parent says, don't touch the plate, the hot plate. <laughs> you put your hand on it, you're like, oh, that is hot. That's how I felt getting in and out of the restaurant industry. But you know what? I've got such a respect for people to get into it and succeed at it. And even when they fail, just the effort of going through it and being a part of a really unique industry, a world-class industry, I might add, when it comes to Vancouver and across the Lower Mainland. Let's talk about the state of the restaurant and the food services industry this past year. Ian Tostison, president and CEO of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association, kind enough to join us here on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Ian, good afternoon. Hey, Rob. Just taking a break from the uh, junior hockey. Uh, that's Amazing. right. Yeah. I know. Spoiler alert. Here's a spoiler <laughs> alert. Our good guy, Connor Bedard, just scored his second goal. He's got a, an assist and two goals. So Canada's winning 4-1 over Germany. Well, I hope they really laid on thick this game. I didn't like how they played against Czech, losing 5-2. So uh, it'll be nice to have a bounce-back game, and Germany seems ripe for the picking. Yeah, no kidding, huh? So you owned a restaurant. Let me ask you, what what, what restaurant, Rob? uh, It was a little humble restaurant that I bought from Mark Taylor called Sienna. It was at 12th and Granville. Um, Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, problem was following a guy that was one of the best sommeliers in Canada. And then when people came to me and asked me some of the questions about the wine... And it was something more than red or white. Red or white, I was in tough. So <laughs> yeah, you get Mark on the speed dial. Hang on a yeah. I'll get right back to you. Oh, yeah. he was he was uh, really good. He knew his stuff. So, anyways, yeah, let's um, talk about the the state as a whole yeah. of restaurants in 2022 and the food services industry as a whole. I was assuming it would have been a bounce back year. Am I right to make that assumption? Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, so, if you consider where we were at this time last year, we were still in COVID. Uh, masks, uh, vaccination cards were still what we had to do. A little bit of uncertainty about going into New Year's Eve, whether it was going to be um, uh, shortened like it was the year previous. So a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it was, what, March of this year where all that came down. So we've been operating in a sort of a free spirit since the spring. And it's going really well. We had a good summer. Weather was good. And um, this Christmas season um, has been really strong for most restaurants. We're seeing... A lot of, um, uh, not so much, I mean, we've had Christmas parties and these, you know, but we're seeing a lot of standard receptions and, and it's a whole need for people. They still haven't satisfied their need to go out and socialize. I mean, that's that's working for us. So it's keeping the restaurants really busy, which we're very grateful for. We're, we struggle with labor, like everybody uh, is, um, front of the house uh, and back of the house. So, you know, our cooks and chefs and our servers. Uh, a lot of that was, you know, part of that is, a lot of that actually is demographics. Some of it is because people left the industry because we were we were shut down, Rob, 114 days over the two and a half years, which was the best record in all of North America. But nevertheless, there were a number of people that, you know, had to pay their rent. So, but, uh, you know, by and large, um, you know, it's good. I mean, we we are going into 2023 optimistic. Um, we definitely are dealing with uh, high prices and commodities and uh, and shortages, but you know you know as a restaurateur, um, you know it's our jobs to make sure that we offer price points and creativity in the menu, and things like uh, happy hours and ways to navigate so we don't have that sticker shock or we try to minimize that to the extent that we can, 
by offering, you know, some different offerings and, you know, different promotions and stuff. So I would say, you know, it's, we, you know, we're not out of the woods. It's going to take us a couple of years to sort of regain our footing from the damage that was caused of the pandemic. But by and large, it's pretty good. You know, one of the things that I noticed, and I was really big into food costs and making sure that I was able to balance the books as best that I could. And I noticed over the course of the year, you know, certain foods just weren't available or they skyrocketed. And, you know, I almost felt like it was a bit of a mini stock market when it came to buying food for the restaurant, because, you know, on a Tuesday, it's this price on a Thursday, it's that price. And on Saturday, you can't get it for two weeks. So did we notice this year in particular that it was really tough getting certain things into BC and into these restaurants? Uh, The supply was pretty good. It was, um, it was more the pricing and, you know, the, the larger, and this is where there's, you know, the, the industry is, is, is there, there's a few issues. Even the larger restaurant groups, uh, you know, they've got forward contracts to buy food. So they're generally covered. It doesn't necessarily cover their costs uh, or the increase in costs. It's the smaller restaurants that really get affected by that. And they, and it takes a lot of time, as you say, to, you got to go here, go to the market, do this. They have a different sort of pattern of purchasing than the bigger guys. But um, yeah, very much so. It's it's you know the uncertainty it has been on supply. You know, um, gee, I'm going to put this in the menu. I hope we can I can fulfill that. Um, we went through that with uh, salad recently because of the situation with drought in California. That's now back online. But you know, if you're I um, get your highs and you specialize in Caesar's table side salads, that that's a tough one. Right? That's that's part mm-hmm. of your signature. So. But it, that's. But again, it's straightening out. What's not straightening out is is are the is, is the inflationary pricing. But like I said, a lot of things we can do in our menu. Uh, and then what we're seeing is people they're using it differently. So they're going to brunches, they're going to happy hours uh, to navigate around that. We're not seeing a pullback by the consumer or by our guests, if you will, um, which around this recessionary discussion that's out there right now. Ian, I'm sorry, I wish I had more time to talk about this, but I do want to talk about, do you feel that the restaurants locally were supported enough by government? Do you feel that there was enough to help at least quasi-bridge that gap during those tough days? 100%. Uh, The the government, provincial government in particular, um, did a great job. You know, know, we, we had a great relationship. We... It was more driven by what we felt we needed versus waiting for government. So they were very responsive. That's going to be our big goal this year is to make sure that the government stay responsive. They don't start getting into red tape and regulation and going back to where we came from. We don't have the resources to deal with a lot of that stuff. You know, we're highly regulated and we just need it. We need a, a, a you know, the runway to be clear right now and just let us operate. So, and I, I think we'll get that cooperation. The, the realization of how large the industry was quite became quite apparent to the government. They realized that you know it's such an uh, you know it's so important from an employment point of view and from a you know a whole tourism point of view and stuff that they've got we've got to work together to keep the industry strong. I love it. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. By the way, last night I was watching a uh, documentary on David Foster and all the different people oh, yeah. that he'd helped, and uh, I was amazed at that Rolodex of superstars that he had worked alongside. I know you've got ties to the David Foster Foundation, so uh, it was yeah. a, it was a good watch. It's amazing. Yeah, anything with David in it, it's worth the watch because he's uh, he's probably the most talented person in our generation and probably most humble. The guy uh, is really an awesome guy. Yeah, it's, it's good entertainment. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by, Ian. Let's do this again right. soon. Happy New Year, Rob. 